You're listening to the Shed Some Light Podcast, where the beers are kept cold and the conversation is always flowing. Coming to you live, it's Michael and Jack. Sit back, relax, and grab a cold one. It's time to get started. Shed some light, episode 184, coming to you on a Monday. Jack and Michael are back. And my question for you, Jack, is why? Why do we just root for mostly incompetent sports teams? And I asked that question in the sense that uh, the Bears, did they, like, what, release Tevin Jenkins or something like that? Our top draft pick from less than two years ago? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's hurt like 24-7. So why did they draft him in the first place? It's a great question. Because we're idiots. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like <laughs> The Bears, the Sox, I mean, the Bulls, now under better management. Okay. Notre Dame, nice. But like, come on now. I think that uh, management of a sports team should be run like public office like the the city that it's in has to support like you have to you can vote people out Ooh, i like that i was gonna say it needs to be run by people who not only are have business smarts you know because you obviously need a lot of money to be able to manage a team but they should also have a rooting interest in the team yeah like steve cohen from the mets yeah like, that guy's awesome. Right. Because he's, he's like a billionaire, but he also like just loves the Mets. That's what I'm saying. And you can tell by the types of moves that they make. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the White Sox or the Bears are run by people who are business smart, yes, but don't really care about the product on the field. Yeah, correct. So there needs to be some sort of combination. And I like the public office idea because then people you can, can make listen, their pitch. Yeah, you can listen to people's ideas. Yes, like, hey, we're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. But the, the only thing is, like, you can't, like, really guarantee anything. No. Like, if somebody – but the thing is, if somebody ran against Jerry Reinsdorf and was just like, hey, I'm not Jerry Reinsdorf, everyone would be like, <laughs> oh, this guy, fucking, he's cool. I don't care. As long as he has the money to back it, he's got my vote. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think – I don't even think he has to have the money. He just has to get enough public backing. But public backing isn't going to do anything if he then gets voted in and then can't make any moves because he doesn't Well, no, have no, no. Them. Like, there's, there's like a in – this in my hypothetical scenario that I'm having, there's like – like, Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't have money. It's a team fund. So every team needs a team fund? Yeah. Where does that money come from? I don't know. Donations. <laughs> tickets we can incorporate boosters like college programs have yeah so that'll be like dude like for five million dollars we can just get this guy out yeah see there's enough rich people that like sports that can donate just like they do in college to have their opinions heard Mm -hmm. i also kind of want to bring back throwing tomatoes at people (laughs) i don't i don't know why that was ever really a thing like why tomatoes? 
Because they splatter the most? Yeah. I feel like they're kind of like water balloons. Where like one, when you throw them, they hit the target and then just kind of... Just like that. So it's more going for a public embarrassment rather than pain. Yes. I yes. say I'd go with you just don't a re- normal apple. Just well, give that would a hurt. fucking black eye. That would yeah. hurt. I'm not trying to hurt them. I'm just trying know. to like tomato them off the stage. I would like then throw, just to scare them, I'd like heave a watermelon, but I wouldn't <laughs> hit them. I'd just put it next to them. Yeah. You know? And be like, see what could have fucking hit you? You better get off that stage, dude. Right. I guess there really isn't another fruit that like explodes like that. Maybe, uh... I don't know. I think like like absolutely laying into somebody with some grapes would be pretty fun. Yeah, or you could like something that's small yeah. that you could just shoot a bunch at. Yeah, you could like whip them in there too. And like not really have a consequence to them. Yeah. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, like I said, I'm not going for the pain factor here. I'm going more for just the Yeah, I could be talked into either. The expression of displeasure in a rather comical manner. I could be talked into either. <laughs> but again, fuck Jerry Reinsdorf and fuck the Bears. Mm-hmm. There's part of me, like, and I get that this would ruin sports almost in a way, but there's part of me that, like, wishes I could switch teams. Yeah. I, I wish that it was more publicly acceptable to just be like, fuck it, I'm done liking this team. I've brought it up on a previous podcast, but I think it was a while ago, so I'm just going to reiterate it, that it's funny that, like, our however many generations back say like grandparents great grandparents just like rooted for teams because that was the city that they live in and then it's gotten passed down x amount of generations and now it's just us like being caused pain based on things that like sports don't really matter Mm -hmm. but like they're such a part of our lives that we suffer due to the choices of who our past ancestors decided to root for yeah, but that's the thing. I think we're kind of raised that way. So that raises the question then, are you going to raise your children as certain fans? Oh, my kids will be Notre Dame fans, no doubt about okay. it. Okay. Yeah, Other Notre than Dame. that, I think I'm going to give them the choice, be like, like, yeah, I root for the Bears, but it's not the most fun. No, I think I am going to make my kid. Like, as long as my wife doesn't have, like, like battling could like battling interest with me and then she is also like a diehard sports fan like i think i'm gonna raise my kid as like all chicago fans because as much as as much as it does like suck for like a long like a period of time it makes it builds character yeah well that too but it makes what if and when they do win that much better true i agree with you there like, there's, there's a point to where, like, sure, would it be fun to be, like, a Boston sports fan? Yes. But, like, the kids who are, like, growing up in that now are all just dickheads. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta teach them a little bit of the bad with the good. I give so much props to our dad because we spent so much time up in Wisconsin that as kids we were Packers fans, and, like, the Packers would just shit on the Bears all the time, and we were like, yeah, Brett Favre, dude, like... <laughs> Oh, that is that would just suck. Yeah, if my kid was like chirping me because he decided to root for a team that just 
continuously dominated the teams that I liked, I'd be like, all right, we, we got to sit down and have a talk. I think that's the other thing. I think I'm going to give my kid until like fifth grade. And then like he can like whoever he likes before fifth grade. And then at fifth grade, I'm being, I'm sitting him down and be like, listen here, you're fucking rooting for Chicago teams. Okay. Like, I'm, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Welcome to hell, buddy. I, I said that I, I'm going to give them the choice. I think I'm just going to gaslight them. Like, there, there there will just be, like, Chicago sports and Notre Dame on TV, and the, that's just what they're going to grow up watching. So then, Well, yeah, I mean, that's what our parents did. Yeah. So, uh, like, technically, you got a choice, but you're never going to see him if you root for someone else. Yeah. Yeah, unless my kid is doing that, where I'm, we're, like, rubbing it in the face, you know? Like, that would happen, if my kid did that, that'd be a one and done. <laughs> He'd be like, I'd let him have his moment, I'd wake him up the next morning, and I'd be like, listen here you're done like we are chicago sports fans uh i'm ripping down every packers poster that they have and i'm just putting up bear shit in their room be like welcome to hell (laughs) you're a fucking chicago sports fan now buddy yeah also a little amendment to voting people in uh on your driver's license it has you have to you have to like declare what team you're a fan of if there's two sports teams in the same city and you're you're only allowed to vote for the team that you like mm. so that way you really you can't, can't like you throw can't votes. sabotage yeah the other team yeah That's you just good. have to vote for the team that you like you gotta be like hey listen i'm a, i'm a white Sox fan or i'm a cubs fan and i'm gonna go vote for my team yeah yeah can't can't sabotage okay i think this is a great idea but what if you live in an area where you root for a team out of the area? Do you just have to declare that on your license? Like, say... Yeah, it's like an absentee ballot. So, say, like, I lived in Florida, but I was a big 49ers fan. I would just have to declare that on there? I think there needs to be, like, a little bit of a background check. <laughs> you gotta give a backstory as to why? Yeah. Like, I can't, like... I can't just be like, hey, I'm moving out to California. I'm gonna put that I like, you know, the Clippers on my license like i gotta be like here's the reason why you then if you move out of the area you could like technically claim the what is it like the asylum where it's like i've i've lived in this area and i rooted for this team for so long and it was so bad that i'm moving out of the area Mm -hmm. and then choosing a new team you you have to get like sat down in front of like a judge like hand on the bible be like i thoroughly disavow blank team i used to root for and i will now become a fan of x team i think and this, that that allows you to get a vote for the other team that would make the dmv a lot more fun of a place yeah talk a lot of sports yeah you could just turn it into like a sports book a half dmv half sports book boom now we're cooking come on now public office for sports teams <laughs> i think that's a great idea yeah because then it, you could fire i mean everything down to the manager or like the coach you could fucking fire them if you wanted to as long as you got enough money back and, in it. and how funny would it be to be like fucking to like watch their approval ratings rise and fall yeah. during the season like yeah. that would be very funny they need to like if they that. had like a like a cnn for like white Sox, me and like and tony larusa's approval rating is at an all-time low we're at 2.4% right now. We're at 05 and honestly, we don't know who those people are. 
It's his family. <laughs> it's Jerry Reinsdorf and everybody that he's paying off. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's talk a little bit of White Sox. I will say the Texas Rangers alternate uniforms, cool. the baby blues, cool. those things were sick. Yeah, those were cool. Other than that, still just kind of sputtering along. Yeah, we're two games above 500 for the first time since April. Yeah, and that's very good. But overall, still just like... Not good. Treading like... The, the mouth is above water so, mom, like, we can mom, breathe, and we're mom, just treading, Mom, help, Mom, Mom, Mom. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they just they just have games where, like, and I know we've said this before, but, like, normal, on a normal baseball team, it's like, ah, like, so-and-so is slumping today. Like, you know, if, if the White Sox were a normal baseball team, it'd be like, ah, you know, Eloy's slumping. You know, that sucks. With the White Sox, it's like, oh, holy shit, the whole team sucks today. All nine of them are in a slump. Yeah. And then, and then the next game, it's like, boom, all nine all are on fire. it out. Yeah. It's like, dude, like, why is it so dependent on, like, how the first, like, five batters go? Like, they, they seem like when they are out of it, it's just like, oh, we went, like, 0 for 5 to start the game, like, fuck it let's just roll over and die yeah it's like dude it's zero to zero like what the fuck it's like nah we're just gonna be done playing for the day so i don't know i like jake diekman yeah nice guy jake diekman's pretty cool he did give up a home run but fuck it whatever it was in garbage time no one cared yep trade prospect trade not prospect just guy that we acquired from the red sox yeah, so people are asking, did we win the trade deadline? <laughs> <laughs> and by people, I mean me. And by me, I mean I am not even that serious about that. It was something. I mean, if you're looking at the uh, if you're looking at the percentage of trades that were successful, White Sox, hundred percent in three games that he's pitched. There you go. And he pitched on back-to-back days, which I thought was not allowed in the White Sox organization. Yeah. Guess it is. I don't understand how Frank Minichino still has a job. That's what I'm saying. He should be bought out by public donors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Okay, so then next question. How, what percentage, you got to call like a town hall meeting, right? And all White Sox fans get a vote. What percentage of White Sox fans have to vote for you to get fired for you to get fired immediately? 51. No. Can't be that. That we'd we'd have dude, we'd have a new coach every fucking game. So it needs to be higher? Yeah. I I was saying like like to get fired on the spot. So if you want to get here we go. So if you have like 3 consecutive weeks of like 80% or higher, you get fired. Ooh. And then if you have one week of 95% or higher, you're fired on the spot. I'd, I can't, this can't be a week by week thing. There needs to be like, like at the quarter mark of each season. No, 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 Cause it like, this will just be like a, like an app on your phone. It's like taking a survey. <laughs> You get like a weekly survey. And like I said, you don't get to control everything. It's just like the coaches, basically. You don't get to, it's not like, hey, who should be batting first in the lineup? Yeah. 
That would just create mass chaos. Yeah. It's just like and you could even you can even press like the hot button issues like like does like Daryl Boston need to be fired? No, that's not in the survey. Because now we're creating more jobs for the teams because yeah. someone's got to well, be able to monitor this. Yeah, true. So therefore, more employment, more money in the team fund. In yep. Yeah, I guess you got to pay people. Yeah, but more fan interaction. Exactly. We're really helping out these leagues. Yeah. But like I said, Frank Minichino should be fucking fired. There's a lot of people on the White Sox that should be fired. I but. he just I don't understand his approach. In a game that is so dominated by hitting home runs, his approach is like, let's fucking beam the ball into the ground when we swing, and it's bananas. I don't think the players understand his approach either. I think I genuinely believe he's doing more harm than good to most of the White Sox players. Yes. It doesn't make any sense. And I, I, will, I will almost bet my life savings we don't do any scouting. Or at least Menachino doesn't do any scouting. It looks like when we play somebody, especially if they're from AAA, if the team that we're playing brought them up from AAA, oh, buddy, we are so fucked. If 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 somebody wanted to beat the White Sox, just put, just bring bring up four new pitchers from AAA, guys that have never played in the majors, four major league debuts in a row. And I guarantee you, you will sweep the White Sox. It looks like the first time they go through the batting order, one through nine, that's when they're doing their scouting. It looks like it's like, hey, this guy, he throws, he threw a curveball to me. Eh, nice. How about that? Slider, two, changeup, and a fastball. That's crazy. All right, so it looks like he's got four pitches. Okay, here we go. Now let's start to hit him. It's like, dude, what the fuck, man? You guys don't. You guys didn't talk to the AAA team? Like, hey, here's what they throw. Right. Like, what? why the fuck is that not a thing? I don't get it. This organization is incompetent. <laughs> but I will say this. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, say it out loud to speak it into existence, even though also I feel like anybody that listens to this probably thinks we have, like, bipolar disorder. Because we are from like one second being like, yeah, White Sox, to the next being like, well, f- we're the fucking worst team ever. We proclaimed him dead the last episode. Uh, the okay. tombstone was ordered. Yep, yep. Uh, we got four games coming up against the Royals. Uh, if we sweep the Royals, we're the team of destiny and we're winning the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> back from the dead, Undertaker <laughs> meme, fucking so back, dude. What about... Uh, we got to sweep them, though. Got to be all four. Not we, three? If, not three and one. Not not team of destiny. That's a Four. lot of pressure. Four in a row. But I also, if they go three and one, I reserve to write to later deem them the team of destiny. <laughs> but they will not be deemed if they go three and one now. If okay. they go four and zero, oh, Thursday I believe is the last game. Oh, you better watch out for Friday's episode. <laughs> team of destiny, dude, coming in so fucking hot. All right, all right. Well, speaking of teams that are competent let's talk a little bit of notre dame football slash just college football in general we're less sure less than a month away notre dame got a couple more recruits uh this past week keeping the positive momentum rolling there coaches poll came out today so that were five 
Notre Dame is currently sitting at number five. I'm going to run through it real quick. Top 25 here. There's a one funny thing that I would like to point out. Um, so top five in order, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame. Makes sense okay. for the most part, but I think Clemson's overrated. Yeah, me too. Following that up, uh, we go Michigan at six, Texas A&M at seven, Utah at eight, Oklahoma at nine. I think Michigan at six. Yeah. Again, overrated. But they they have a just a soft schedule, like t- plush teddy yeah, bears. No soft. shit, they're gonna get what Ohio State's their last game. They're gonna get fucking shit pumped by Ohio State in the last game, and then be like, "Duh, we shouldn't have made it because we only lost once." Uh, we got Baylor at 10, Oklahoma State at 11, Oregon at 12, North Carolina State at 13, Michigan State at 14, USC at 15, Pittsburgh at 16, Miami at 17, Texas at 18, Wake Forest at 19, Wisconsin at 20, Kentucky at 21, Cincinnati at 22, Arkansas at 23, Ole Miss at 24, and Houston at 25. The one funny thing that I, I like... It's just it. It's I love that they put in what like the amount of coaches that vote for each team mm-hmm. to be number one. Uh, down at number eighteen, Texas, they got one vote themselves. I would assume so. Let's go, dude. <laughs> I fucking dude. I, I fucking love that. If that's actually the, the what happened, I am. I am so I I would fucking I would start rooting for Texas football if I found out that they're the one team that voted for themselves. Like, dude, hell yeah, I have the confidence. They're dude. at eighteen, and their coach is just like, "Yep, fucking we should be number one." Number one, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So there's your preseason coaches poll top twenty-five. First game of the year, Ohio State two, Notre Dame five. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. I like it though. Um my my who did i say last year oh i said oklahoma was going to drop out of the top 25 for number two and i'm pretty sure that happened at one point so i want to i want to revisit that and just toot my own horn a little bit there so shout (laughs) to me uh not as crazy of a pick but uh nc state just don't believe them at all what i found funny um right off the bat like this poll was was released and then like within an hour the next update that i got was coaches poll the title was coaches poll irish and aggies are overrated sounds about right (laughs) this is this is another one too where like i have like ptsd from like the brian kelly era a little bit where like i don't want to be ranked this high like, I'd rather be ranked, like, 18 to start the year. Right, and then just have a yeah. supersonic rise. Yeah, because it was, like, every time that we were ranked high to start the year, we just shit the bed. And then every time we were ranked, like, out of the top 25 or, like, lower in the top 25, it was like we had, like, a chip on our back to play with. Right. I hope that we come in playing like we have a chip on our back. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but I would love to see that happen. So we're, at this point, like, just under four weeks away from Notre Dame's first game. And as I mentioned, in the coaches poll, it's number two Ohio State versus number five Notre Dame. The point spread's been sitting at like 14 and a half. So I can already call this happening from the national media. Say, I mean, granted, it's Marcus Freeman's first regular season game. No head coaching experience. 
Say Notre Dame goes to Columbus, it's a night game, and loses by like 17. Okay? Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you that Notre Dame will fall from 5 to like 14. Yeah, probably. But that's exactly what the odds makers expect in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's stupid. Notre Dame, I feel like a lot of times in, in this, I'm I'm always like hesitant to like say anything about Notre Dame because I feel like it just sounds like homers, but it always feels like Notre Dame is held to this like unrealistic double standard where if you're going to give them, if you're going to say that they're 14 point underdogs and they lose by 14 or lose by anything less than 14, then you should be like, they had a good game and that's exactly how we thought it was going to go. Right. However, it could they could even lose by 10. And I feel like they'd be like, well, fucking Ohio State really just dealt on that game. It's yep. like, fucking, that doesn't make any sense, dude. I tell you what, though. If Notre Dame wins that first game, dude, I talked about it on here. We're going to fucking... My mind. Dude, that, Notre Dame's campus is going to burn down. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I'm trying if, to think if, of what I'm going to do. If they win that first game... The the Marshall game, them running out of the tunnel might be the loudest Notre Dame has ever been in the stadium in like a couple of years. Oh man, it's gonna be wild. I'm gonna be unsufferable too. <laughs> like people are gonna fucking hate me. Yeah. I'm just gonna be fucking you get a middle finger, you get a middle finger, you get a middle finger, you get a middle finger. Suck it. Yep. So that's all the Notre Dame football talk I got. You got anybody that's underrated? Um, let's see here. I mean, the just the, the the sheer confidence out of Texas coming in at eighteen, thinking that they should be in first place. I could consider them being underrated. Fucking I don't, hell yeah! I don't know too much about the Texas program this year. Um, I think USC. USC is an interesting team at number 15 because, like, there's a chance that they could be, like, a top seven, or there's a chance that they could just be unranked. Yeah, it's going to—well, I'm pretty sure their schedule's, like, dog shit until they play Utah, if I'm not mistaken. Um and that, I feel like, is going to be, like, the big game. Like, what they do. Yeah, they play Rice, Stanford, Fresno State, Oregon State's decent, Arizona State, Washington State, and then Utah. And it's going to be, oh, and it's at Utah. So, like, that's going to be their big game. Mm-hmm. And if they can, like, kind of hold their own at that, then it's like, okay, maybe. But I feel like they're a when-it-rains-it-pours type of team. Right. Like, where all of them just kind of, like, mental—they're the White Sox. Yeah. Where, like, they'll just mentally check out and be like, all right, fuck it, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't done too much off-season digging into these other programs to give you an accurate answer there. My my one underrated, and this is, like, again, a coin flip, because I feel like they're either going to shoot up the rankings or completely fall out and go about 7-5, and five, Wisconsin. Wisconsin at 20, that's, like, one of those teams where it's, like, they're either going to go, like, somehow— win every game like uh 17 to 10 
and be like undefeated at the end of the season or they're gonna go like seven and five yeah you know like there's gonna be no in between right so i'll go with them as my my underrated okay i like that and i like houston yeah the the bottom three like arkansas ole miss houston i i kind of like those those teams sometimes ole miss is a team that i could like they're an sec team i could get behind yeah, I've always said that uh, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Georgia are the three SEC programs that I could root for. Georgia's getting up there as a team that, like, I don't hate them, but I don't like them. Yeah. I used to, like, I used to, like, kind of like them. Yeah. Now I'm like, all right, now you guys are getting... Like they're not a hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're on the same trajectory. They're on the same path for me as uh, Clemson is, or it currently is slash was. Mm-hmm. But Clemson's just way far ahead. Where like Clemson used to be a team where I was like, "Ooh, Clemson, they're pretty cool. Like I the like them." Underdog. Yeah, like they're cool. And now it's like, all right, shut the fuck up, Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> I've got enough of you, fuckers. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So, I I'm, I'm hoping they don't turn into that. That's my other thing. I think fucking. Davo Sweeney. I'm sick and tired of Davo Sweeney. I'm not gonna say he's overrated because he's good and he's won a national title, but like, holy shit, dude, he's he's uh, he's getting annoying to me. Yeah, and I I don't know if I said this on the podcast last year, but I, I know I've said it to you where I've just been like, dude, I fucking can't stand Davo Sweeney anymore. Yeah, we've definitely talked about that. He's uh, he's like uh, he I feel like he's tried to play the like oh, look at me, I'm cool, but I'm not trying to be cool. Like, I'm the funny, cool guy. And it's like, all right, dude, you've fucking been doing this for a couple, like like five years now. This yeah. Stop working. Yeah. Uh, did you see the clip of Brian Kelly in the, in the media? Yeah, when he welcomed back people. Yeah, and they said, welcome, welcome back, back, everybody. And then uh, the, best, the best quote tweet I saw that was like, this gives off big grade school principal energy. Yeah. It's like, dude, geez. Welcome back to school, everyone. And the entire Welcome school back. is silent. Welcome back. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Some kid in the back. Shut up. It, it was. It's still like kind of weird to see him in, the, in, it in is. purple. Yeah. It is. It is weird. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Wrapping the show up, very fitting. My dumb thought today kind of ties into all of the sports talk that we've been having. And it came up on a podcast that I was listening to last week, and I'm going to kind of switch up the premise of the question. And then I'll explain to you how it was originally asked. But what amount of money would you need to be offered to strictly and publicly for the entire rest of your life, root for your current team's biggest rival. So like so like for college, you would you would have to you wouldn't be able to root for Notre Dame or IU again. You would have to root for, root for Michigan. Michigan and Purdue. Michigan. For the for MLB, you could no longer root for the White Sox. You would Who have would to root for Who would you say their rival is? Cause I I don't think I don't think I could be a Cub like I don't think it's the Cubs. No, I think I, it, I, it would have to be like Cleveland or Minnesota. I was gonna say the Twins probably. You'd have to be a Twins fan. For, Packers for bat yeah for football you'd have to be a Packers fan. For basketball you'd have to root for like maybe the Bucks or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know. 
don't really know if the Bulls have like a yeah. rival. I guess yeah, the Bucks with Grayson Allen now. And the Red Wings, I don't give a fuck about hockey, but yeah, are we talking like per year, or do I just get like one lump you get, sum? You get a flat rate for the entire rest of your life. And now, granted, the 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 podcast that I was listening to was strictly talking college football, so you can you can break it down however you want, whether you want it to be all across all sports, all rivals, or just you know one specific sport in this and instance, like, college football. And like, do I like actually like have to root for them? Like, you would have to become as big of a fan as you are for your favorite team Oof. for this team. Oof. Fuck. Yeah. Because the amount that they proposed was preposterous. I feel like mine's going to be, like, almost too... Was theirs too high or too low? In my opinion, too low. Can I give you, like, a... Like, a per year? Like, I get this amount of money per year? Sure. I don't know. I'm the one making up the question. You can do whatever you want. I want to know from the from the people listening too. What's your price? I I feel like most people listening are going to be like, "That's way too high," but like, I can't to have fucking to stand for, for Michigan, Michigan football. Yeah. I got I got to go like sixty mil a year. Like, I want to make I want to make year? yeah I want to make five mil a game if I got a root for Michigan football. <laughs> I mean, now I- this is this is a totally different thing. Like. I say that now, like money on the table, I'll probably take a mill a game. So, like I said, the podcast I was listening to was strictly talking college football. So it was to not root for Notre Dame and just become a Michigan football fan. And they offered $1 million for the rest of your life. Oh, fuck no. I said, no shot. This is also something that, like, you you asked me this a couple of years ago. That number is way lower. Like... You're, what, you're inflation's catching, getting you? No, 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 no. You're catching, you're catching me at a time where Notre Dame football is on a historic rise. Right. So, like, not only do I have to root for their biggest rival, but I have to root for their biggest rival the second that Notre Dame is starting to, like, oh, yeah. peak and be, like, maybe bust past the barrier that they've been a part of for the past, like... Yeah. Like, you asked me this after, what was it, the, like, 2018, 16, 16 season when we went like four and eight. Oh yeah. That was my senior year. Yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah. You asked me after that season, like catch me a million dollars for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'll take it. Like, fuck it, dude. Like I, but right now, yeah, it's going to take a lot. But again, like I said, money on the table. A year. Yeah. Like, I think I would take a flat 60 mil because that like, I probably got 60 years left in my life and I could take a million a year. No, no, no. And I'll tell you why. One, like I said, Notre Dame's on the rise. Yeah. So, like, I couldn't, if I have to root for Michigan, I don't want to see Notre Dame, you know, like win a national title. And mm-hmm. I think that's very possible in the next couple of years. Two, I I want to be able to make, I want to have, like, fuck you money. And, like, I feel like anything under, like, 10 mil isn't fully to fuck you money yeah so like again i start the negotiations at at 60 mil you catch me and you give me like one mil a game because i'm thinking of like how much money i can make per game to to actively root for michigan Mm -hmm. you got to give me like at least a mil per game 
The funny because that is, would make it so much better if I could like in my head rationalize, be like, every time I watch a Michigan game, I am making at least a million dollars. The funny thing is, the amount, just like the stark difference, my numbers would be based on what team we're talking about. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like like if if you if I had to root for like the Red Wings instead of the Blackhawks, I'd ask for like fifty grand maybe. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't care about hockey. Packers <laughs> Packers would be tough. That, that but not that bad. No. The the if I had to root for the Blackhawks rival, the Bulls rival, and the Bears rival, those are my bottom three. Like I wouldn't need that much money to convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. Then comes the White Sox at number two. I would need a significant amount more than that. And Notre Dame football, you would have to be setting me and my kids up like for life. That's what I'm saying. Sixty million a year. Fuck you money. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But it, it's also like, the and I guess this is the benefit and the drawback of, of the Bears and at least the Bulls, really, is it like, their rival is like, good. Yeah. And has like, like at least some redeeming qualities. Packers, eh, not so much. Yeah. But like, the Bucks, I guess, if you're counting that as their rival, like maybe the Cavs, maybe, I don't know. Like, who else? The Heat? No. There really isn't any, like, the Pistons, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even then, like, all of those teams are at least, like, they're at somewhat they're where it's fine. like, ooh, yeah, they're, I don't know, they're, like, kind of fun yeah. to watch. Yeah. Like, that's cool. Like, I, I would, I couldn't, I couldn't stand watching Michigan. And, and also, like, this, obviously, this could never happen, but, like, you'd have to just, like, like, brainwash me. Yeah. Like, I couldn't actively root. Like, it doesn't matter how much money you're giving me. Like, at the end of the day, like, I could be, I could say everything that I want and be like, yeah, let's go Michigan. At the end of the day, like, Notre Dame wins. I'm like, fucking hell yeah, dude. Let's right. go. Right. Like, you, but like I said, you would, I want, like, fuck you money if I'm rooting for Michigan. And Purdue. You got to throw in an extra couple thousand, hundred thousand on that <laughs> fucking Purdue. Yeah. So, let us know. So, I, what was their modification? Oh, they were talking only college football? They were just talking college football, and it was a million dollars just for the rest of your life. Like, a flat rate of a million dollars to root yeah, for Michigan. Yeah. I said that was way too low. How much would that buy you? I'd root for Michigan for, like, a game. See? This is where I said, money on the table, I'm taking a mill a game. I'm talking one game, one time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And you said one game, one time, your rate was a million dollars. So I said money's on the table. But I'm I'll, talking, I'll go I'm down to one million dollars a game. Sixty million dollars, just flat rate. I don't need that per year. I just want sixty million dollars. Can I? Because I can rationalize yeah, see, that, that make like any a sense. million dollars per year for the rest of my life, pretty much. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense because you just said it would cost you a million dollars for one game. You're getting a million dollars a year to watch to root for them for 12 games. Yeah. Can you see where the math doesn't add up here? Yeah. But that's a one-game commitment versus a 60-year commitment. I don't really understand what you're arguing here. All I'm saying is that, like, if I only had to root for them for one game, it wouldn't cost me... You said it'd cost you a million. Right, but $60 but million just, dollars for the rest of my life, 
I know that's less than just for the one game, the one million for one game, but that's just a lot of money. I'm not paying taxes on it. Like you're just getting it 60 mil straight up. Yeah, I mean, the math that you're spewing out over here doesn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) It makes sense in my mind. I don't know. Keep it going here. Whatever you want to say. That doesn't make any fucking sense what you just said. But I'll allow it, I guess. There you go. I want to. I want to know from the people. Yeah, give me sixty mil a year. Fuck you, money. (laughs) All right. Well, that is where we are wrapping up. Shed some light, episode one eighty four. Thank you all for listening. Take ten seconds out of your day if you haven't yet. Give us a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be sure to read it on the next episode. We will catch you all, hopefully, at the end of this week. And in the meantime, keep them cold. Keep them cold, everyone.